Ah, the open road, the wind in your hair, and the world in your rearview mirror. And the best part, the free snacks. That's right, free snacks. Because right now, for a limited time, at Pilot Flying J, you can get a free snack when you fill up. Just download the My Rewards Plus app, join the free snack challenge, and after you fill, the snack is yours. Just our way to make your journey a little sweeter or saltier, depending on the snack. See PilotFlyingJ.com for terms and conditions. On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, what My Hero Academia saved us from in terms of emotional trauma, Bad Batch filled that void real quick. We got two episodes to talk about this week, and we're going to get to that much more right after these ads we have no control over. Ah, the open road, the wind in your hair, and the world in your rearview mirror. And the best part, the free snacks. That's right, free snacks. Because right now, for a limited time, at Pilot Flying J, you can get a free snack when you fill up. Just download the My Rewards Plus app, join the free snack challenge, and after you fill, the snack is yours. Just our way to make your journey a little sweeter or saltier, depending on the snack. See PilotFlyingJ.com for terms and conditions. Sing along if you know the words. Animation, deliberation, a conversation, and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhara Lee. My name's Jay Sabi. St. Clair. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at that, but uh, yeah, I'm Andrew Rogers. <laughs> and I'm going to be missing that song until we have Star Wars Day's announcements and hopefully more idea of future Star Wars projects that will hopefully be very animated for us to talk about. But for the stuff that we have at hand, before we go down to Bad Batch, quick announcement, we're switching up the format of the show a little bit where we have one episode a week that's dedicated to news, feedback, the stuff that we're watching outside of animation, and our animinutes. This is an idea because we have a lot of people who only listen to our anime episodes, and people who only listen to our Disney episodes, and people who only watch the movies. So this is kind of like an opportunity for everyone to congregate and check in and tell us what you guys are watching and what you want us to watch and how you feel about the stuff that you're watching. And just to give you like some more consistent content every week, and that way, when we do our episode feedbacks and movie feedbacks, they're shorter and straight to the point so that everybody can enjoy whatever flavors they like in this wonderful hot sauce bar that is our podcast. So we would love for you guys to join. So spicy. Tough, spicy. Where, what is a hot sauce bar? I've never heard of a hot sauce bar. You're saying it like it's I was, a thing. I was thinking of... <laughs> Tijuana flat specifically like you order your tacos and then there's a hot sauce bar and there's different flavors with like oh. pumps and you can like taste them and they have little crying faces depending on how spicy it is mm. uh, so they have mm. their own emojis and that was just the first thing that came in because tacos are life and how could you not embrace the love of tacos tacos are life that is, that is truth one thing we will never argue on about the show is that tacos are in fact life <laughs> I may swing my Tijuana flats after this now even though I have dinner at home <laughs> Uh, that being said, you, you, you guys ready to talk about Bad Batch? Do we have to? <laughs> yeah, whichever is the spiciest crying face, that's what I'm probably making right now. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. If my contacts hadn't dried my eyes out already, I'd be crying a lot more. Oh, jeez. Let's talk about why yeah. we're crying. 
yes. All right. So uh, we're covering two episodes because we got a two-part finale here. Season um, season two, episodes 15 and 16. I'll start with the synopsis for episode 15, The Summit. In order to find out more about the science division's activities, the Bad Batch trails Dr. Hemlock to an imminent summit hosted by Tarkin on Eridu. The gathering concerns establishing a network of total control over the galaxy in which the ASD's secret research in the Kaminoans cloning cloning technology is supposed to play a critical role. As they sneak into the base where the summit is held, the Bad Batch discovers that Saw Gerrera has also infiltrated the compound to assassinate the assembled Imperial top-level officers. The intruders are discovered and the alarm is raised, but Gerrera sets off the explosives, which disrupts the base rail car that the Bad Batch must use to escape leaving them stranded. And then rounding out our finale of episodes, we had Plan 99. With their rail car imperiled by Imperial attack, Tech sacrifices his life to enable his team's escape. Retreating to Ord Mandel to treat their injuries and come to terms with their loss, the Bad Batch is betrayed by Sid to Hemlock, who captures Hunter and Wrecker, forcing Omega to come out into the open. Echo and AZ rescue their comrades, but Omega is captured and brought to Mount Tanis, where she encounters Nalise and Crosshair. In addition, Emery Carr reveals herself to Omega as another clone and her genetic sister. Foul language incoming. Fuck Sagarera and fuck Sid. You guys messed up our favorite crew and traumatized us for the rest of the year. Yeah. You see, I'm really going to give the one quick uh, F you to Yuzu hair because I distinctly remember like three weeks ago, you were like, oh, the Bad Batch, they're never going to die. I'm never scared for their well-being. They haven't killed a character to make me wonder. They've done it now, and I hate you for it. Yeah. Mm. Is this a kid's show now? (laughs) No. Is this a kid's show now? No, it's not. (laughs) And I've been calling it all season that Tech was going to die with how much emphasis that they were going to give him. To the point that I was texting Haley while I was watching this episode, and I was like, I've already predicted that this guy's going to die. He better stop slipping this much off the rail cars. And when it was getting closer to him hanging and record saying, don't you do it, I was like, oh no. I'm glad that I had the cushion of being prepared for this, but I wasn't fully prepared for this. I saw it coming, but my emotions didn't. How could you be? They took the heart of the show, the single character with the most development. Why? Why couldn't have been (laughs) anyone else? Why they gave Uh, him the development and I hate him for it. (laughs) I am gutted. I am devastated. I was surprised by how viscerally upset I was by that moment. And I have to give the show kudos for making a series finale that really hit me in the feels, but I'm still... I'm not okay. Why tech? Why? Why did it have to be tech? And <sighs> I I told Haley, I was texting her as well, and I told her I would give, you know, her displeasure at the loss of tech. I would give it due diligence here on the show. And one of her single points that I think is in keeping with what you brought up, uh, Zuhair, is that in retrospect, we got a couple of teases to Rogue One in these couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. But this makes me happy that Saw Gerrera got blown up in, in Rogue One. Now. That's what Haley said too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it's a fair thing to say because yeah, they gave him the character development and it's this is back to what we've been complaining about all season of Filoni is a master storyteller. Why have we not gotten to see, you know, the way that characters grow and change and things? Mm-hmm. And then he did it this season under our noses the whole time of letting him grow just so that we could cut him at the root. And it's 
horrible and heartbreaking. And I just hope that means it's a turning point for the show that now all of the characters are going to be hardened. Like we actually lost one of our own. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to go down now. Like I want to see the, you know, what Hunter and Wrecker and I guess now that uh, Echo seems to be back, what those three are going to have cooked up for Hemlock. Yeah, there was one point, well, a few points where I was saying that if you're going to give us these filler episodes, like they better live up to something or I'll be frustrated that they like wasted our time, essentially. And a lot of them were tech building episodes. So in the grand scheme of things, like that's what really pushed the feelings of like how we felt when he uh, finally passed away. So I still wish that they would balance it out a little bit better, but like these episodes are what I love about bad bash and why I want more and why I want to see more of these teams because, um, the, the music for this was insane too. Like oh, yeah. the way it dropped when Teco Teco, when tech was about to meet his fate. And then especially like when the camera pans to sit in her face drops and the intense music starts to pick up. And then you see the empire roll in and what did you do? Like, what did you oh do? My God, the emotions mm-hmm. were off the charts and the music was just on point. Like this show is just capable of doing so much. And week by week, I can't like I have low patience for those small episodes. But in the grand scheme of things, like the show is so good. If if they could just get that pacing down, it, it would it'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. Just shave off like two, three of the middle episodes. And I think we would have been fine. Like, I right? just felt like yeah. they stretched it a little bit because there's all these joining episodes in the middle. I feel like it was like every two, three weeks we were like, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this one. Oh, yeah. I like that one. If you just cut out those fillers and gave us this, honestly, yeah, off the charts, because the emotion, all of it was just oh, I'm going to start crying. And there's like more <laughs> things that I have to say about his death, but it still is hitting me this hard. Yeah, I, I'm conflicted because a lot of what you brought up there, Zuhair, yes, these are the moments that make Bad Batch, make me want to keep coming back for Bad Batch. And I don't get me wrong, I want death to mean something in this show, but we didn't see a body. And that's typically more of a thing associated with comic books. But if you're going to make me believe that the Kaminoan Prime Minister was dead to the point where we were saying, yeah, he dead on this podcast and then bring him back. There's room for tech to come back and we didn't see a body. We saw the goggles. Oh, that hurt. If maybe he's, maybe he's been abducted by Hemlock. Maybe he's being tested on in secret as well. Or maybe tech Ah. is just smart enough to fake his death and get out of there and, and come back. But the fact that the rail car was falling on top of him does not bode well. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with what you guys were bringing up about shortening up the season and making it a little tighter and it would make for a more enjoyable watching experience. Like thinking back the, what do we call it? The Ar- Arceus, Arceus episode could have <laughs> done without that. Um, I know a lot of people are probably going to hate me for this, but could have done entirely without the Kashyyyk episode. And then the episode with the, I, I keep liking it to like Oliver Twist, but there was the, thief that took their ship and like worked in the the mine facility and Mm -hmm. their master was basically hoarding all the food and whatnot just get rid of those and i I think it would have made for a much tighter season yeah in the caverns for the mining episodes at least we got you know tech and omega bonding which is really important Mm -hmm. but the episode following yeah we didn't need that um 
I personally love the 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 Wookiee episode, but you know, to each their own. So Andrew mentioned how there was good episodes that came in like a pair. Like there was a few double episode drops that we had. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna give us slow episodes, I would rather one of those be paired with the slow episode so that you give us a cliffhanger and make me want to check in for next week, as opposed to like the part one and two of these great stories being at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm. Like how these two were together. If we had a slow episode last week, I would have been like, like make, make me beg for another episode next week. Mm. Uh, So there is like the way that they released it. There was, there was more potential of me sitting there like what is happening, especially because this has to compete with Mandalorian every week. Mm-hmm. if you don't have that level of like wanting to come back, people are going to watch Mandalorian and be like, I'll watch the rest of Bad Batch later. Um, but we were talking off air about like, we didn't see a body. And you mentioned like that epiphany that I had of like, what if um, the doctor, what was his name? Hemlock. Hemlock. Uh, if Dr. Hemlock actually did find the body, secure it to do his research and then only provide the goggles to Hunter. Uh, like right. what if he's at that facility or at a different facility right now you guys said a lot last week or the week before about like who are they clearing a bunk off for so it's like you wanted your clear bunk here you go uh, I, I, don't think it's... I just said i expected it come on we now. have half a clear ship i don't know what you're talking about there's like three of them left in gonky oh yeah <laughs> seeing like the doll like omega's doll and the goggles like together was really sad um yeah i like how how emotionally she was expressing her shock to see crosshair. Like she's genuinely worried about him and trying to wake him up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think echo will be fully part of the team. I think he's going to be back and forth between the bad batch and Rex because there's so much going on, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Hunter was finally talking about the chance to go to retirement. They're really considering. So now we're just like, do they retire in Pabu? Do they become part of the rebellion? And now it's like both of those options are still out there. We don't know what their full fates are. And that's kind of the excitement to this. And that brings up this shocking moment of finding out that Emery Carr was Omega's sister. Well, I was talking to Haley about how, like, because they've used Omega's voice actor for the senator, there was a part of me that was like, oh, they're just reusing voice actors. Like, I'm not going to overthink this. And then it was like, oh, God, there actually was a reveal. It felt like she brought out a little bit more of like the Kiwi accent when mm-hmm. she went to do the reveal because it's mm-hmm. it w- went from like a kind of likeness to wait a second. This is Omega's voice actor like there was yeah. no doubts about that. So it was an awesome reveal. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, I wish we got this sooner to continue this idea of, oh, there's more clones. We're leading to you know, the emperor being cloned, yada, yada. I've talked about that at length, but like it was still such an amazing reveal. Like I was not prepared to actually get that as a little footnote of, Hey, here's what's coming next. Because Mm -hmm. honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised if this was going to end with all of them dying. Like after tech, I was half expecting during the empire raid Hunter and Wrecker to die. And then them capture Omega And like it just ends on this sad note and the show was over because I don't know if we have, you know, confirmation of a season three. So I thought it was just going to go down the toilet. So to Mm -hmm. suddenly not even do that, but instead heel turn and be like, hey, there's a whole other story that's going to be told here was it was a gratifying moment. And I really, really can't wait to see how they pay it off. 
Yeah, I, I had a similar thought in terms of like the finality of this episode and maybe not getting a season three. Um, towards the end of the rail car sequence when they lost brakes and the rail car just slammed into whatever it slammed into. But that led to like one of the best like cinematic sequences in terms of like the camera oh, work, yeah. like having it all from Omega's point of view and being on Wrecker's shoulder and the disorientation and just the chaos that was going on around. Like that was like it was devastating, but it was beautiful and very, very well done. But I'm um, going back to um, I believe her name is Emery, Emery Carr this mysterious um, assistant to Hemlock that we've been wondering what her motivations are to get this revelation at the end that she is in fact Omega's sister and a clone. It clicked for me. We're talking about, you know, the accent and and being the same voice actor and whatnot, but it clicked for me right before she said that she was her sister when she said Omega's name the same way Omega says it because all the other characters like say Omega, but Omega says Omega and she did the same thing. She's like, (laughs) I don't know you. And she's like, don't you, Omega? And I was like, oh. And then she said it. That being said, I hope that she's not supposed to replace tech because I will instantly dislike her very much if she's supposed to be the surrogate (laughs) tech. Oh, yeah. That's that's not going to work. I wonder if Emery is her actual name or if she, like, changed it from, like, what the Kaminoans gave her. Maybe she's Hmm. Alpha. Oh. I was thinking that. Now, I have a feeling Django is technically alpha, or at least that's how it was always in my head canon was like, oh, Django's alpha. She's Omega because she was like the last one they made was kind of what I was thinking. The, you know, spectrum of everything was. But it's weird to know that there's more clones out there because it was always kind of hinted of like, oh, we found Django to be the donor for the clone army they kind of reference that heavily in two but they have mentioned there were other cloning tests before they found Django. so it's like mm-hmm. oh who else were you making clones for before sifo diaz you know came in to recruit you for the republic i was about to ask if emery could actually be like the gene donor but she wouldn't call her her sister if she was she might what, as, as opposed to being a clone, like she's the template Jango for the... Because wanted a son. So I'm wondering, like, does Emery... Is Emery, like, the, the same as Django to where she's the gene donor? And she's just calling Omega her sister? Or is she, like, the first clone? And that's why she called Omega her sister. Yeah, the language of, of sister kind of deters me from that. And I also, you know... The fact that the Kaminoans are able to modify DNA to the extent that we get the Bad Batch, I think just speaks to a level of sophistication that doesn't require, like they can probably create, you know, the necessary chromosomes that they need to to make Omega and Emery for that matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that is all making me think it's like, you know, minor spoilers for the Mandalorian, but we talk about, you know, like the overall Star Wars story and some of the synergy and what and whatnot. And Andrew, you kind of alluded to it as well with this whole end game of cloning Palpatine. But it really does seem like the in, in my mind, it seems like they're kind of the synergy is happening to give us like a solid exponent explanation for how like Snoke came to be and like thinking back on on Snoke and how he was like so tall and whatnot, I'm really starting to think was like Snoke like a combination of Palpatine, Grogu, and Kaminoans, and that's how he 
came to be and he wasn't like perfect. That's why he's kind of like got the weird fleshy cheek mandible situation. Yeah, there there's a lot of options and I I know they're retroactively explaining things not to get into the politics of Star Wars, but like decisions mm. were made outside of this overarching story. But I'm very, very interested in how they retroactively do it and how seamless they can make it, because I think everything you just said, Jay Scotty, is an awesome idea. But I it just now occurred to me as we're having this conversation, this might be the first confirmation like that Django that they are not actually, you know, brother and sister Omega and the Bad Batch because she didn't or possibly didn't come from Django's DNA. Like I was thinking this whole time, like, how did you transfer this? What happened to get you here? So Mm. this it does bring up an interesting extra point of, you know, it's a new lineage, I guess. Because they always have referred to themselves as brother and sister still even though mm-hmm. Hunter has that like fatherly relationship. And then I, Emlock calling that out in this episode as well. I was, I was just about to quote. Amazing how paternal you clones seem to be. Um, right. You wonder if that is something coming from Django. And the fact that Django mm. wanted a son, is it just implanted in his genetics that these other clones of him are going to be just as caring as he was? I also like that in the meeting, they mentioned that the Jedi had like corrupted the clones and actually having a sense of like self being in rebellion. Mm. Yep. Well, and and it kind of shows like, you know, the empire has kind of vacillated between being very mustache twirly and like basically space Nazis. And like, as the star Wars world has expanded, we've seen more of the nuance with the empire. Like there are people that actually benefit from the organization and the, jobs that are created and the structure that the empire provides. So you did have the one imperial high ranking imperial officer that, you know, vouched for the clones and said, I've served with clones. I've seen their tenacity. I've seen their loyalty and their capability. And then that was bounced right off of Tarkin, which um, again, I have not seen the clone wars in its entirety, but did we see Tarkin in the clone wars, like serving alongside clones? Okay. That's cool. He was was just as pompous. But sure. There was of course he was. Big dialogue between Tarkin and Anakin, where like they were seeing eye to eye a lot. Okay. And Tarkin was kind of like, "I really want to work with you more specifically." So it's like you know the the plants of Vader were you know seeded very early in that show. Oh, okay. It was really yes. cool. But Tarkin, notably in the show, um, views clones as dispensable. Uh, I'll put it that way with what he ends up doing as a commander of the army. So like the arc with that one Jedi that had the four arms that were all staffs. Oh, Krell. Yeah, that made me cringe so much. I was so pissed at just all the dialogue that happened just in regards to the clones. Mm. Yeah, hated it. Hated it. Um, It was so good. So well written. I just hated it. Well, speaking of things that we hate, I mean, I, I don't really necessarily hate this, but it is a little bit of a gripe. And, you know, I obviously the death of tech is, is a thing that I have a huge issue with, even though it was very effective. But so this the show is is absolutely beautiful. The character models are great. It has a distinct art style, not knocking anybody there. But one thing I did find myself kind of having issue with is the fact that we've seen Saw Gerrera, both in animated form and in live action. 
And I don't know, like trying to get the timeline in mind, the fact that we saw Krennic as well and seeing how old Krennic looked and then thinking about like Saw Gerrera has to go from looking like this lean, fairly young guy to Forrest Whitaker with like a respirator in a very short amount of time. I found my suspension of disbelief strained a, a little bit there. 10, I... 10, 10 to 15 years? Yeah, we don't know the okay. timeline. My headcanon has always been, especially because before we had these middle things, we saw him super young in the Clone Wars, and then mm-hmm. he shows back up in Rogue One absolutely destroyed. My headcanon mm-hmm. is just as a freedom fighter, he just got so messed up in battle that he needs the respirator. Like, that is not even his body anymore at this point. It is just... Okay all put back together because he's done so many things because I did have the moment that he was with a female freedom fighter that we never mm-hmm. saw the face of. And in Rogue One, there was the mention that Jin mm-hmm. was fighting alongside him until he went too far off the rails. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wait a minute, is this supposed to be her before she has totally betrayed him? And we never got that helmet take off because I was half expecting mm-hmm. her to take it off and that was going to be what it was. But it is interesting because I will say he did get a lot gruffer, even from when we saw him in the Clone Wars to now. The scars across his face are deeper and bigger. And like Mm -hmm. he was just a clean, handsome young man before. So I'm assuming it's just got to be the battle scars of war to get him to Forrest Whitaker status. I think he went to the school of Obi-Wan of spending time on Tatooine under the double (laughs) suns there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he does go to a desert planet. I can't remember what the name of it is off the top of my head. Um, Jeddah? Jeddah, yeah. So, you know, he's got to just hang out in that temple for a little while and get a little bit messed up. But we we mentioned that Saw's in this, but we also had, uh, yeah, Krennic, who was a dead ringer for Ben Mendelsohn. Like, as soon hmm. as I saw that character model, I was like, wait a minute, that uh, we know him. <laughs> I know him. The uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Leo pointing, pointing at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I do that too often because it's just like, wait, I know this thing. Yeah. I think I just need to like hang that up in my man cave at some point. <laughs> just behind your chair. Just Leo also in his chair pointing at the screen. <laughs> oh, there's a perfect spot for that. I can do that. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So for context, like Bad Batch started right after Revenge of the Sith because we saw execute order 66 it during bad batch right so revenge of the sith and new hope and rogue one is about 19 years um so yeah a lot could happen in that time for you mentioning order 66 just came to mind like clone force 99 and plan 99 is just basically 66 inverted it is but it isn't um is it not so well it is and okay. I'm. I actually wanted to talk about this. This was the one thing I referenced um, in okay. text death. Hearing Plan Ninety Nine, Zuhair, did your heart also just drop immediately when they said that? Yes, but because I was thinking that it was the order is to just let me go and move on. And that's kind of what it was. But um, Jay Scotty, for your reference, they have named themselves Clone Force 99 because there was a decrepit old like junky clone at the Camino cloning facilities who was just this super nice old man that like 
everyone respect well not everyone some people respected some people didn't there's a whole arc on it but essentially Mm -hmm. he sacrifices himself during an attack on Kamino to like save Mm -hmm. a bunch of clones and it's this huge emotional moment so as soon as like obviously they've named themselves clone force 99 to be a reference Mm -hmm. to him but then as soon as they said plan 99 I'm like oh that sacrifice yourself for the better cause Mm. no tech you can't do this like immediately Mm. as soon as i read the name of the episode i was like i don't like this i can see Mm. the wheels turning of where this is gonna go and like but it was amazing to me the fact that obviously omega had a visceral reaction Mm -hmm. all of the others heard plan 99 and they might not have been happy about it but you didn't get the stereotypical no tech you can't we have to do this together they were all just like tried and Record then tried. Tech was like, since when do we follow orders? Oh my yeah. god, that line in that same just crosshair level of spite, just we've never followed orders and then shooting it. Oh my god, I uh the chills, the actual chills. I'm gonna start crying. I this am. I actually am. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I saw it like the foreshadowing of seeing it coming was a blessing and a curse all at once because I love the reference to the character, but don't. That's why I don't want him to come back because I can't handle the emotional roller coaster that's going to be zombie mm-hmm. tech. Yeah, well, I don't want that. But <laughs> um. that's the only way. I, that's the only way I see it happening is Hemlock is not going to bring him back as a like regular. It's going to be you know patchworked together clone that is massively strong like bucky barnes to the extreme kind of thing Mm. like i don't think he's just missing an arm i think he's put together scrappily so did you guys know that these um the the guys who have like the glowing visors this was the ones that look like Republic of, Commandos. Yeah, the Republic yeah, Commandos. Yeah, I was just going to ask just if you guys knew that was based off of a video game. Oh, yeah. Because somebody had yeah. told me that they were going to start watching it because they were excited that the Clone Commandos or Republic Commandos came in. And, and he's very um, he's very opinionated on Star Wars content. So I was like, don't watch it just because of that. Because then you're going to talk to me endlessly about how much you hate it all. Yeah. <laughs> but Republic- it is cool seeing them in this frequency yeah republic commando was one of the best star wars games ever delta squad was very much like the bad batch um i can only remember one of their names and that was scorch but they all had similar Mm -hmm. names like Mm -hmm. that so yeah republic commandos is one of those cool things because i'm pretty sure when they did the whole rotate some things from canon to legends Mm -hmm. technically that was on the list of things that was no longer canon um up until Bad Batch season one came out and we first saw those full visors and suddenly it was like, oh, they're acknowledging this. The game might not be canon anymore, but hey, the Republic Commandos still exist. We have these elite squadrons that are going to be a thing back yeah. in, you know, the vernacular. again. Yeah. And for that matter, you know, we often say like all the credit to Dave Filoni and, and rightly so. But I, I do want to mention that the Bad Batch was goes back as far as to like George Lucas. The Bad Batch was something that George Lucas wanted to do. He always had this idea for a Bad Batch of clones that were very much inspired by like the Dirty Dozen. So Dave Filoni, having worked with George Lucas for such a long time, he took that idea and brought it to fruition. So, you know, um, as much as we've seen Star Wars evolve and, and change, like always got to go back to the source of George Lucas. And while he yeah. didn't 
always shepherd the franchise to everyone's taste. He is still it, it all came from his brain. So yeah. Yeah, Lucas might not be the best writer if you look at some of those original Star Wars scripts, but he Mm -hmm. knew how to build a world. And I think without that, you know, genius level of understanding beyond just a story, we would not have Star Wars being the pun intended empire that it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One interesting that you brought up is how amazing the scene was of when the rail car crashed and just how well that was shot. The only other time that we got like that first person perspective shot was when hunter went down like the episode started with you know him getting dragged off after the shootout with cad bane yes uh so i do like that we're able to see stuff like that it you know it's just kind of like a scene of like when you're playing call of duty and something just shoots mm-hmm. you down and you're being dragged out of there because a lot of the storytelling of those modern warfare games is really good but it it makes me like even more angrier at ea because the original Battlefront 2 was so good to the point that oh, I still yeah. played on my PlayStation 2. Oh, and yeah. the fact that like we have the capability of making a clone or um like re- just any type of soldier based game that has a good story. Like the story is there, the possibilities is there. Like we even have like video games that are canon now. That's another place that we saw Sagarera. Mm-hmm. And like just I'm glad that EA's contract is finally terminated and that other companies can finally make stuff because the potential is there and someone just needs to give us a good first person shooter from the clone perspective. It's it's possible. It's there. Give us more stories. I need it. I need it now. We could go down a whole rabbit hole when it comes to Star Wars video games, but uh, we did get some feedback regarding this episode. Do you guys have more you want to say or should we transition to Andre's feedback? Cheesy movie maker transition like Lucas Lucas loves. Okay. <laughs> just, just you mean a, a star wipe? The solid yeah, wipe like, or the circle. Yep. Uh-huh. If, if you watch back the prequels, it's like someone who just learned how to use Premiere. Like, ooh, I could do all these fun transitions. And it's just like, oh my <laughs> god, they, no. But they maintain that in all the movies. And I think that's why it's so funny. <laughs> so we need to like, do the after little... taking video classes. I was like, "Wait a minute, that's a movie maker. What are we doing?" Here? <laughs> <laughs> so with that transition in mind, we got to do the little <laughs> wipe. Okay. Who wants to tackle the feedback? I just took a swig. I'll take it. Cool. And swig of water, just to elaborate. It's uh, clear, feedback we from don't Andre's know what it was. <laughs> hey guys, just gotta say the two-part finale had all the feels, sadness, surprise, anger, and annoyance. I know the season has had its ups and downs, but I truly enjoyed seeing this new story. The story of the Empire growing, clone trooper history, and the very long game of the Emperor. Did you all see a few things? Rogue One villain cameo? Captain Chair at the Summit? Thrawn? Thrawn. Last thoughts... What did you think the special mission is with Rex? Ahsoka? Hopefully we get to see in live action. Is tech really dead? I've seen other animated shows where someone falls from a rail car and live. Theory. The Emperor wants his cloning thing, but what if this also sets up Ray's dad? Like, we all thought it. No one would get with him, so he's making a child to be his successor. (laughs) You guys are right about no happy ending, but damn. Great listening to you guys this season hope to get more content on may 4th i feel like uh we're all forgetting we get star wars visions on may 4th 
Like that is a confirmed well, we want more after that. <laughs> I know we want more after that, but I feel like there's been so much talk of like, oh, we're going to get news on May 4th. I wonder what else is coming. It's like, no, we still have more things. We have one of the most excited things for Star Wars for me. So I just wanted to throw that out there at the end of this email. Hmm. Yeah, I need Ninth Jedi Part 2. Please and thank you. Oh, they better. That goes without saying. <laughs> um, the part of uh, Andre's email that kind of sticks out to me is that he does mention the special mi- mission with Rex. And I, I think that's a good call out. We didn't really address that. Rex was absent from this episode. And it's it's a good question. Is he doing something with Ahsoka? And what do you think the likelihood is that we'll eventually get to see what that was? Because, again... Minor spoilers for... The, are, are you both caught up with The Mandalorian? Yep. Enough. Okay. So, again, like speaking to the synergy here, I, for one, have not seen Rebels, but from my understanding is we kind of have this tease in this episode of Bad Batch, and then in The Mandalorian, there was a cameo from a character that popped up in Rebels. So, uh-huh. again, the oh, synergy yeah. is is happening. Yeah, I actually missed that because I was so focused because I'm watching Kim's Convenience again. So I was just so mm. focused on Mr. Kim. I didn't realize that he was talking <laughs> to spoilers, Zeb. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to go back and watch that to actually see him. But us talking about future projects and stuff. One project that we covered that I absolutely love was Tales of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And we know that it took Rex some convincing for Ahsoka to finally turn around and it took her getting attacked. So I'm wondering if this is kind of like he just has like a routine check in like, hey, you want to join us yet? Want to join us yet? Want to join us yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm very hesitant to think that any of our clones are going to show up in live action from the Bad Batch. I would love it. I would love to see a lot of these stories, you know, bleed into Ahsoka. But I'm also wanting to let each of these things be their own things after the way Book of Boba Fett went with Mandalorian season 2.5, pretty much. So I would love some cameos. I would like some interesting things. We've lost my chance of getting D. Bradley Baker as tech, and I'm upset. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> no, I was thinking it. But yeah, I, I'm i intrigued to know how deep into that synergy they want to go because the Ahsoka show could be happening at any period of time. We don't mm-hmm. know if it's going to be you know, post-fall of the Empire. This is still pre-Empire going full you know, tyrannical. So there's a lot of storytelling that needs to happen between points of what we know, but I, I'm excited to see how, again, how they tie all of this retroactive bow together. I would like to see Tamara Morrison play Rex, at least like in the full, like old yes. Rex, like rebels mm-hmm. Rex, True. Um, depending on his range of acting. If he actually plays as Wolf and um, who did we see last week? What was his name? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, Haley's going to be so mad at me for forgetting his name. Hauser? Um, no. It was the other one, the the one T- with the loony voice. Tipping point last week. Fire something? Gregor. Gregor. Oh, Gregor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, depending on his range of acting, if he can play Rex, Gregor, and Wolf at the same time, that would be amazing to see, even if it's just like one scene. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just think that it's difficult to do the live action without Tamara Morrison Morrison. Now they're trying to just include him in the clone stories as much as possible. And while I feel he could nail Wrecker, maybe echo. Like, I just, I don't see it for Hunter. 
And I'd rather see the live action of these people much older, like Rex and Rebels, than I would how we have the Bad Batch now. I I also just think um, you're kind of getting into spoiler territory as well, because let's say the Bad Batch showed up in this season of Ahsoka or whatever, and it's only Wrecker and Hunter. I'm immediately going to be like, well, now Crosshair is going to die at the end of the show. Now Echo's going to die. Where's everybody else? Where's the rest of the batch? Or the other thing, you see all of them show up. And now it's like, well, death is off the table for any of these characters. So Mm. I have now firmly made my decision. I don't want to see them show up until Bad Batch has ended. And we kind of know the fate of these characters, because if it had happened, you know, last year and tech mysteriously wasn't there, it would have raised some serious red flags. So for sure, mm-hmm. I, for sure. I, I'm now on the complete other side of that fence. <laughs> uh, so I'll I th- take old Rex and that's about it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's a very valid point, but you know, we talk about Tumara Morrison, uh, possibly portraying these characters or deep Bradley Baker. But when it comes to Hunter, I think the only way you can go with that is Sylvester Stallone, DH yeah. him, but like a he's, he's bit, Rambo, yeah. so he's the only person yeah. that can play that. <laughs> he doesn't even need to de-age. If it's, you know, <laughs> oh, post-Empire sure. and in like 30 years, that's just Hunter is Sylvester Stallone because we also know the clones age quick, so. Omega, you're not going anywhere with them, Omega. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, do we want to talk about Andre's theory? Because I feel like it is an interesting yeah. idea of not just clone the emperor, but somehow get Ray's dad. Because I agree, who wh- who is getting with the emperor? That's the big question. Mark. <laughs> Great wording, first of all. And there's a lot of, I guess they're focusing so much on this time period, like before and after the original series, because they just mm-hmm. don't want to touch that anymore because it just didn't leave the best taste in everyone's mouth. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's interesting that they're still adding this much uh, storytelling to something that's happening way later. That's potentially, I guess, being retconned or not being retconned, or maybe they're just trying to make it better or add flavor to it to make it a little more enjoyable in the long run. I don't know what it is, but it's interesting that they're touching that timeline when they've avoided it in a lot of the newer content. It's making it better because still to this day, I will never forgive the fact that in a theatrical release of Star Wars, we got the words... The Emperor has returned somehow. That's exactly what I was <laughs> going to bring up. Like that combined with Ray's lineage, lineage was such a source of like rampant speculation and hype. And then eventually such a source of backlash and toxicity. I, again, like I brought it up before, like I kind of veer away from Ray and her dad and lean more into like Snoke and that line specifically from Dominic Mahogan and where he's just like the emperor has returned somehow something about dark ancient Sith technology. And like, Mm -hmm. that's it. And like, that's the only explanation we get. So I like that. Yeah. I I lean more (laughs) towards like making that sit better rather than like really touching or like broaching Ray's lineage at all, because it's actually been interesting to hear like Daisy Ridley. I remember it was a few months back, but apparently she went to like Skywalker ranch or Lucasfilm Mm -hmm. and was having conversations. And even like um, John Boyega has been like in the news now saying, it's just nice to be a fan again. Like I still have this love for star Wars, but now that I'm like out of the spotlight and not so close to it, like I can just go back to enjoying it. For sure. 
Okay. Uh, anything else we want to talk about as far as Bad Batch, the season finale goes? I thought that there was another episode, but this is an incredible last episode. And I hope that somebody in Filoni's office is listening to us and just taking notes to lessen up those not as relevant episodes mm-hmm. or less than relevant episodes and just giving us the, the spicy end of the hot sauce bar. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, with them on the hunt for Omega, we might just get our wish. Because I feel yeah. like you can't really have the fun shenanigans. Without... How much do you divert from that? <laughs> yeah, it's that weird like, oh, they have a mission now. They, they are actually on a hunt. They don't have Sid giving them out side quests in a bar. The next person that says shenanigans is getting pistol whipped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I question the future of Sid in this show now, too. Like, are they going to make up at some point when she's in trouble? Is she going to come back in some capacity or is his story just done? But that'd be fine if she's just done now. But like I said, fuck her and fuck Saul. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm over Sid. Yeah. If she gets her, her just come up inside, I'd be okay with that. But other than that, I don't, I have no use for her anymore. So. Okay, uh, anything you would, gentlemen would like to let the listeners know about as we wrap up here? If you're a sports fan, as always, check out 323 with Reed Murphy. It's always it's always a hoot. You will not be disappointed. That uh, was a hoot! <laughs> uh, John Wick 1 through 4, which is now airing in theaters. Me and Matthew Carroll talked about it on Bingers Assemble, so if you want to hear me ramble about my martial arts experience and how much I was geeking out over the insane action choreography of all four of those films. Binge assemble. And we just did a recording with BVK of source pages to talk about black Clover. And it was a nice long rambly conversation. We're very excited for the movie coming out June 17th. And on mine and Jay Scotty's behalf, we also have a quick, um, reaction to the elemental trailer pixar's new movie that's coming out soon so lots coming on the channel lots we want to talk to you about remember we're doing a news episode every week now so please send in all the feedback and all the stuff that you're enjoying watching yeah on the subject of news i teased it for the last couple of weeks but stranded panda has a new show the stranded panda network and that is called multiversal news so I joined Matthew Carroll of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Haley Hobbs from Source Pages, and Jay Sisson of Commute the Podcast to launch the inaugural episode in which we discussed all of the news happening this week in the world of Marvel, DC, John Wick, just all your favorite franchises and fandoms. That's a new show, so go check that out on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and Give it some love because it's a brand new show and that really helps a new show right out of the gate when it gets a lot of downloads and a lot of ratings and reviews. And to that point, also give some love to us here at Animation Deliberation. Give us some reviews. Give us some rankings. Share the show. Increase our downloads. And Andrew, what would you like to let them know? I don't know. I'm not nearly as busy as you guys. I, I feel like I'm you know, really dragging things down here. But as always, <laughs> quit your job record more you know if if all of you out there just listen more downloaded more <laughs> we might be able to pay me enough that i can quit my job and then be as busy as you all want i will record like anything gold. anything uh that you all <laughs> request you Spicy. know hey you know someday <laughs> on a different site you might get that audio and only fans to plug soon <laughs> i'll have something to plug <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help it 
Um, but as always, I will just let you know, um, check us out on all of your favorite social media platforms, or at least our favorite social media platforms. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Animation Deliberation, and on Twitter at AnimationDelib1. I will do uh, my best on Twitter specifically, if you want to check us out there, to make sure that I have links available for all of the shows that these two just mentioned that they are on. Um, that will be where I can throw that up if you somehow get lost in the multiverse of podcasts that we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening and keep tuning in. That's T-double-O and I am. May the force be with you. And as always, stay whelmed. Good soldiers follow orders, but the best don't agree with them. Muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time and remember... 92% of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later. Yeah, if you like cycling to EDM. Not just EDM. Try cycling to Broadway hits, take a scenic hike in Iceland on our treadmill, or row to some 80s jams. Because I have so much free time. Whether you have 30 minutes or just five, Peloton can fit any schedule. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton tread, row, or bikes risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Stay whelmed. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.